Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for tuning in to our live broadcast. And I uh, just want to remind you, if you have any prayer requests, testimonies, or feedback for me, please let me know. You can contact me at jasondemars.com or demjas at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you. And we're going to start a subject that's going to uh, last for a while now. Um, I want to speak about the book of Ephesians. And we're going to go verse by verse through it. But right now we're going to do an introduction to the book of Ephesians. And so uh, a little different way of approaching this, but um, I, I think you'll appreciate it and enjoy it. A um, few things we want to look at when we look at the introduction to a book of the Bible. Um, maybe some questions a little outside the box, but um, I think they're, they're important. Uh, how do we know that the book of Ephesians was written by Paul? Who was it written to? Or what do we know about these people that it was written to? What do we know about the city and Paul's history with it? And when was it written? This context then informs how we approach the rest of the book of Ephesians or whatever other book of the Bible we're speaking about. Context matters. Um, there's a few. Ephesians 1 verse 1 says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. So that seems to be very clear that this book was written to the saints at Ephesus. But there's a few facts that we want to notice before we jump to this as a foregone conclusion. Um, Acts 20, verse 31, says this, Therefore watch and remember... So Paul is speaking to the elders at Ephesus. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I ceased not to warn everyone night and day with tears. So Paul was in Ephesus for three years. In all of Paul's epistles, when he is dealing with a church that he knows he referred or was with, that he planted, he refers to his history with them. This was my experience. When I was with you, this happened. I know this person, know that person. Um, in Galatians, Philippians, Thessalonians, and Corinthians, he gives accounts and appeals to his behavior when he was with them. But in the epistle, epistle written to the Ephesians, he does none of that. Now notice in Ephesians 1.15 Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love to all the saints. After he heard about it, after he heard reports about it, not after when I saw your faith, I personally witnessed, I know, know you, and I know what your, what your city is like and your people are like. He says it as though he's never met them face to face before, but that he has, he knows uh, uh, it's second hand through hearing it. 
in Colossians uh, 1 verse 3, he does the same thing. Um, we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Verse 4, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints. So after we, we heard about it, he never was to Colossae. So he says, I prayed that when I heard of it. Colossians 2, verse 1, says this. For I would that you know what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. So he references in Colossae, the book of Colossians, he references the people at Laodicea and the people at Colossae. And then we'll look at Colossians 4.16. And when this epistle is read among you, cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and that ye likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. So there's an epistle written to the Colossians that he wants the Laodiceans to write, and there's a epistle written to the Laodiceans that he wants the Colossians to write, to read. Excuse me. Now, it seems strange. It's clear that this is titled the Book of Ephesus, and at the beginning of the letter, it says to the saints in Ephesus, but I want you to look at something for one minute. All right, so three books were written at this point in time. Paul, Paul wrote them from while he was in, in jail in Rome. And he wrote Ephesians, Colossians, and uh, Philemon. Okay? Those three books he wrote. And he was told to bring them. Uh, he, he sent them uh, to this area. Now the area that we're looking at and that we're talking about is in Turkey. I've been, I've been to this area. So when you go to the ancient ruins of Laodicea, uh, it is in the, the it, you're surrounded by mountains. Uh, they're on both sides, two sides of you. And you're, when you're in Laodicea, you're in a plateau. There's a mountain range on one side, then there's a valley on the other side, and another mountain range on the other side. Um, in that valley, there's a river. It's the Lycos River, and it is a very fertile area, uh, wonderful for planting and growing lots of different crops. And when you're standing by the ruins of Laodicea, you can stand on just on the edge of the plateau, and they have several amphitheaters there that you can and stand by. So you stand in one of those amphitheaters and you look across the valley to the edge of the other mountain and you see a small white strip of land 
right there. And the sw small white strip of land is a mineral spring that's been slowly leaking out and it's created this white rock there. And that is called Pamukkale. And it's a place that people go uh, to walk in the mineral water, sit in the mineral water there. It's supposed to be a place of healing. Right above Pamukkale is the city of Hierapolis. And Paul mentions that city in the book of Colossians. So when you're, stand, when you're standing looking at Hierapolis, Hierapolis is on this direction, Laodicea is here, and then behind you, uh, a, probably less than a day's journey, uh, walking through the plateaus and the, and the hills and the fields, you would get to the small city of Colossae. Those three cities had, had churches there. And those three cities, the churches were started from people that went out from Ephesus. They were at, with Ephesus. Perhaps it was Silas or people, other Greek Christians with Silas went out. And they went from Ephesus and traveled. Now, Ephesus is on the coast of the, the Mediterranean. So Ephesus is a coastal city. So by vehicle, you can travel. It takes three hours to get from Ephesus to Laodicea or what, what we call today Pamukkale uh, or Colossae, which Colossae is not a city anymore. It's ruins and it really hasn't been excavated at all. Laodicea is being excavated. The new city which replaced Laodicea is called Denizli. And that's where there's a church following the message that I've that I assisted in planting and I've been uh, working with now for uh, about eight years. So um, that particular group of uh, believers there we've been working with and just pray for them, pray for their ministry there in Turkey, surrounded by um, Muslims there, Turkish Muslims. So Ephesus is a port city, so if if Paul sends a messenger, that messenger is going to come from Rome, and where is he going to land? He's going to land in the port city of Ephesus. And from Ephesus, he's going to travel by foot or caravan or whatever he would travel by in those days, more than likely by foot. He's going to travel by foot uh, a long journey to Laodicea. And from Laodicea, he's going to go to Colossae. So when this messenger arrives, uh, he's going to go and he's going to stop and he's going to deliver, uh, uh, have this letter copied, have these letters copied and delivered to the church in Ephesus so they can read what the apostle has written themselves. So this messenger stops and gives that to them. And they write, of course, that it's written to the saints in Ephesus. But originally, Paul wrote this book to the Laodiceans because he had never seen them face to face before. So he wrote that book for Laodicea. Isn't it interesting that Brother Branham says that there must be an Ephesus come again? 
And the God who is rich in mercy in January, on January 19, 1965, he says, And now then we found, find out that we have to come to another Ephesians, another Ephesus. Now we're in the Laodicean age and we have to come to an Ephesus. How striking. The book of Ephesians was written to the Laodiceans. It's a perfect type in Scripture. Now, I want before we um, before we close, I want to read from Adam Clark's commentary. Um, this is going to explain some of what I was talking about. Speaking about this book being actually the book to Laodicea, the epistle to Laodiceans. He says, nor does this seem very difficult to account for. Whoever inspects the map of Asia Minor will see that a person proceeding from Rome to Laodicea would probably land at Ephesus and as the nearest frequented seaport in that direction. Might not Tychicus, he was the messenger that Paul sent with this um, epistle, would not Tychicus then, in passing through Ephesus, communicate to the Christians of that place the letter which, with, with which he was charged? And might not copies of that letter be multiplied and preserved at Ephesus? And might not some of the copies drop the words of the designation to the saints in Laodicea, which it was no, of no consequence to an Ephesian to retain? And might not copies of that letter come out in the Christian church at large from Ephesus? And might not this give occasion to believe that the letter was written to the church at Ephesus? And lastly, might not this belief produce uh, the inscription that we have now in our Bibles? And it is remarkable that there seem to have been some ancient copies without the words of this designation, either the words in Ephesus or the words in Laodicea. Basil, a writer of the 4th century, speaking of this present epistle, has this very singular passage. And writing to the Ephesians, as truly united to him who is through knowledge, he, Paul, calls them in a peculiar sense, such who are, saying to the saints who are, or even to the faithful in Christ Jesus, for those before us have transmitted it, and we've found it in ancient copies. In other words, he's saying, we found it in ancient copies that this was written to the faithful in Christ, to the saints and the faithful in Christ Jesus, minus the portion that says in Ephesus. Dr. Mill interprets, and notwithstanding some objections that have made, been made to him, in my opinion, rightly interprets these words of Basil as declaring that this church father had seen certain copies of this epistle in which the words in Ephesus were wanting. And the passage, I think, must be considered as Basil's fanciful way of explaining what was really a, uh, he says, a corrupt and defective reading. For I do not believe it possible that the author of the epistle could have originally written uh, it to the faithful in Christ Jesus without any name of place to follow it. So the letter to the Laodiceans was taken and named Ephesus. It was really more a general epistle written to any believer. As Paul, as you see that Paul uh, was desirous that the letter of, that was written to Colossae be also disseminated to Laodicea, and the Laodicean letter was to be disseminated to Colossae. You know, the book uh, there 
in of Ephesians, we call it Ephesians, that was written to the Laodiceans. Um, it really contains majority of the restored doctrines that we have today that the Apostle Paul preached and, and established. And it, re it also contains, incredibly, prophecy regarding the condition of the bride in the last days of the Gentile church in Ephesians 4 and 5. In, in the sermon Paradox, Brother Branham says, in it, uh, but, uh, but were promised according to Revelation 10 and according to Malachi 4 and St. Luke 22, 17 and so forth, there is to come an Ephesians to this. There is a promised, there is promised it, friends, there must come an Ephesians. And this sevenfold mysteries of the word of God must be unfolded. And it's in the Laodicean age that this takes place. I believe that we're there. I believe that we're right in the shadows of the coming of the Son of God and as Joshua, just as before Ephesians raised up, so did John the Baptist raise up just before the next Ephesian. And we're promised another Ephesians. It's predicted here in the scriptures. Before I think that we're living in the Ephesians again, we're promised that what was left off during those seven ages, there's a restoration back to the Ephesians faith in the Laodicean age. And isn't it interesting that the book of Ephesus was actually written to the Laodiceans, but then after it's written, because it was disseminated from Ephesus, it becomes the book of Ephesus. It's a perfect parallel. Let's look before we close. I'm sorry we're going so long. Colossians 4, 7 through 10. All my state shall Tychicus declare unto you, who is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts, with Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, which is one of you. They shall make known unto you all things which are done here. Aristarchus, my fellow helper, salutes you, and Marcus, sister's son to Barnabas, touching whom you receive commandment, if you come unto you, receive him. So this was Paul's letter written from the prison in Rome and sent by Tychicus unto Colossae and Laodicea and Philemon. Uh, Ephesians 6, 20 through 22. For which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak, but the, uh, also, that ye also may know my affairs and how I do. Tychicus, a beloved brother and a faithful minister in the Lord, shall make known to you all things, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that ye might know my affairs and that he might comfort your hearts. Amen. So this was written from Rome. It was really sent to the Laodiceans, though, the church in Ephesus received this letter, and many others received the letter as well. And uh, it was sent along with the letter to the Colossian church. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or feedback for me, I certainly would appreciate that. Once again, you can reach me at jasondemars.com. May the Lord richly bless you.